You're listening to Auburn Opelika this morning. I'm Zach Blackerby, and we are now joined in studio by our friends from VCOM, Dr. Joseph Brewer. Welcome back, Dr. Brewer. Good to see you again. And Dr. Myra Rodriguez, good morning. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. And so we were kind of chit-chatting before we turned the microphones on just about all of the the local vaccine efforts throughout uh, throughout East Alabama and beyond. And Dr. Brewer, you came in a few weeks ago or probably about a month or so ago at this point uh, to talk about um, kind of the, the science behind all of that. But as far as just response in our community from your perspective, guys, I mean, how have you seen people respond throughout East Alabama? Yeah, you know, the response has been great. You know, we still have a lot of work to do. Alabama in general has about a 29% vaccination, um, and that's good. I mean, that's wonderful, uh, but we have a lot of work. Uh, right now we have, um, you know, efforts at from VCOM to go out and engage with the community. Uh, people are, people that have been vaccinated are excited and happy to have been vaccinated. But however, you know, let's be truthful. There's a lot of people uh, that are anxious and nervous and, and, and have a lot of questions about it. So what are some of these questions and concerns that that are coming up? Because my understanding, you're going out and talking to some of these groups, right? Yes, yes. So, you know, a lot of the questions are related to, you know, what's in the vaccine? Uh, is it going to hurt? Um, you know, am I going to get sick? Mm. I, I don't want to get sick, right? I don't want the virus. Um, the other thing, you know, for specifically young women, um, well, can I have babies? I, I want to have a baby in the next year or so or plan to get pregnant. Um, can I can I do this? Is this going to hurt my baby? Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, these are very real questions. And what we're doing is addressing some of those things. Um, you know, the vaccine is... Um, uh, safe. I mean, at this point, you know, a million plus people, right, have gotten the vaccine in, this, in, in the United States and worldwide, even more. Right. So there's refutable, irrefutable evidence that, you know, the vaccine is, is safe. Um, so so you said Alabamians were 29 percent vaccinated, fully vaccinated at this it, point. Is that is that lower than the average? The president tweeted out not too long ago that we had hit that 50 percent mark, right? Yes. At the at the national level. Yeah. Alabama's a little bit behind. Sure. And uh, and you know what? That's fine. Like I said, we have a lot of work ahead of us. I think it's I think we're doing great work in terms of reaching out to the community. At the end of the day, you know, what happens is that we want to engage with the community and really connect and 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 regain that trust um that's really at the root of it is mm-hmm. how can we uh get the trust with the community and uh, and really uh work with them to help them uh address some of these issues sure absolutely one of the things that's just really encouraging i think is we just continue to get uh new data uh coming online that just further strengthens the case for the safety of the vaccines. And I'm talking primarily about the two uh, messenger RNA vaccines, the Pfizer and the Moderna, as they're uh, usually referred to in the community. Uh, Very safe, as Dr. Rodriguez said, um, worldwide now with literally hundreds of millions of people that have been vaccinated. Uh, New studies are showing, just as we predicted, that these are, in fact, safe for for pregnant ladies to have. Um, They'll they'll rightfully do additional follow-up on them as time goes by, but there's every reason to believe that this is going to be just fine. And one of the beautiful things about the way the immune system works is that when a female uh, has an immune response, which happens when you're vaccinated, and you develop those antibodies that will protect you against the COVID virus, those same antibodies 
will transfer over to the unborn child. And so when that child is born, they benefit from the mom having been vaccinated. So it's a wonderful, oh. beautiful thing about the immune system. Uh, and we we know, just as we predicted, that that is, in fact, what happens with the antibodies against COVID. So a wonderful thing. So you mentioned the two most popular vaccines, the, the Moderna and the Pfizer as more research has come out and more and more studies come out about this, you know, information regarding both of these, is this, are, are they still pretty similar? Because last time we talked, you kind of expect them to be pretty, pretty similar, not much of a difference. Is that staying true? That's staying true for Moderna and Pfizer. They're, they're basically identical vaccines, essentially, as we talked about last time, the yeah. instructions so that when that's introduced into the human body, then cells in the human body have the instructions to make one of the viral proteins from the COVID virus. Uh, they're really identical. Um, the, the vaccine, the, the two other vaccines that have getting, getting a fair amount of attention in the media, especially in recent weeks, the often referred to as the AstraZeneca mm -hmm. and then the Johnson & Johnson. Right. Uh, those both work a little bit differently. They're, they're also a way to provide those instructions for the same protein, but they package it a little differently. They use a different type of approach to get it into the body. Um, and they work well, too. They've had a few, a few side effects that have popped up that are unique to those. Again, they're very, very rare, mm -hmm. um, and, and the, the chance of that happening is, is actually far less than the chance of getting COVID. So, and I know that um, the Johnson & Johnson went away for a little bit, but it, it's back now, right? right? They, they did a pause okay. and to fully evaluate that. But it's such a rare occurrence. It's one of those things, and in life we do this all the time. We take risk. I drove here this morning because I wanted to be here. Sure, there was some risk in that. Sure. Um, there's a very low risk that you'll have these blood clots with those two vaccines, but it's very, very low, and so there's not a reason not to use the vaccine. And, again, one of the beautiful things is if, if you happen to be in the people group that seems to be most likely to have that, even though it's so rare, a smart thing to do would be to opt for either the Pfizer or the Moderna because right. we have this option, yeah, which is absolutely. a wonderful thing. We're joined this morning by our friends from VCOM, Dr. Brewer, Dr. Rodriguez. We continue our conversation in just a moment. We're joined this morning by Dr. Brewer and Dr. Rodriguez from VCOM. We're talking about, you know, just general education on, on the vaccine and its importance and, you know, the several factors that go along with that and, and Dr. Rodriguez, you've gone out and you know and talked to, to different groups, you know, from from you know throughout throughout our community. But you're you're kind of instructing people on where they can find you know credible information for people to make their decisions. Yeah. So you know, the the mistrust, as I was telling you earlier, is is real, and um, you know there. You know, there's a reason, right? You know, a lot of the times vaccines, you know, they come from big government, right? They're highly regulated. Just the fact that it's regulation, it, it can be scary. Um, you know, sometimes people make money at this point. You know, the vaccine is free, so that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. um, you know, sometimes scientists uh, seem to be too far out there, too elite, right, to be accessible to people. Sure. Um, and so all of these things are barriers to getting the vaccine. And I think... Um, by going out and doing outreach, I think we are, again, trying to sow some of those wounds and trying to connect. And um, one of the big things that we talk about is, well, where, did I, where do I get my information from? Well, you know, I, I've, I've heard people tell me, you know, I saw this on Facebook. And um, it told me, it told me that the, the vaccine had a microchip, um, you know. I saw it on YouTube. Uh, I saw it on TikTok, as you mentioned. You sure. know, it's it's 
so then we have to take a pause and think to ourselves, you know, where are we getting that information from? As with anything in our lives, you know, should I try this new diet if I want to lose weight? Should I try this new medication? Should I try uh, this sports car if I want to buy a car? Um, you know, you want to do your research, right? You want to actually delve in and understand that. So in terms of medicine and health information, uh, reputable sources are the CDC, the Centers for Disease Control website, uh, something that has a .gov on it. You know, when you have um, information out there that has been verified, um, and what does that mean? You know, well, by evidence, you know, that means many people around different across the world have um, done studies and have compiled the evidence. You know what, at the end of the day, out of million people, one person got sick, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Versus, you know, you're talking to that one person who got sick and you're like, oh, that's it. The, the, it that's it. My, 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 uh, the vaccine is going to make me sick. Sure. So that's one of the biggest things is making sure that we get um, access to that reputable source. Ideally, it would be nice if someone sees some information that they go to their health care provider, right? right? But we know here that in Alabama, you know, access to health care is a huge problem. And realistically, you know, what are the chances that we can just pick up the phone and say, hey, doc, right? It's, it's hard sometimes to do that. Yes. So, so what can we do? So it's a matter of, again, us trying to find out and look for that information um, on the website, on reputable, reputable websites. Sure. One of the things that we um, at VCOM, gosh, we, you know, here in Auburn, we have – lots of people with with the knowledge and i think it would be nice if your listeners if they have any questions to go out and and just reach out to any one of us i mean be happy to reach out to me if they have any questions hey you know what i heard this is this true or not mm -hmm. we'd be happy to answer those questions what do you say to folks that are worried that they're going to be essentially put out of commission for a day or two you know the, you know that second shot's impacting a, a lot of different people What's the response to that? Yeah. I, I think, you know, much like we, we touched on a little bit last time when I was here with Dr. Lucas, um, the, the, the response after the second shot, again, it's quite variable. I've, I've known a number of people. I'll just give you my, you know, what's closest to home from me, but my family. Uh, my wife and I both have, have, we're fully vaccinated and both my daughters are. Uh, all four of us have had slightly different experiences. The truth is three out of four really didn't feel hardly anything after the second shot except a little bit of soreness in the arm. Sure. Uh, and one of my daughters felt a little under the weather for about a day and a half. Uh, so you see quite a spectrum. Um, I think what people need to realize is, is first of all, if, if they feel a little bad after the second shot, first of all, take a deep breath. Uh, that's a good sign. Uh, that, that just means your immune system is responding to the vaccine and you're having a response and there's going to be a byproduct of that that might make you feel a little tired. You might even have a low-grade fever, headache, you know, that type of thing. Uh, so good, good thing. Think about that. And the second thing, take advantage of all the wonderful things we have, uh, your Advils and Tylenols to help you get through the day if you really sure. do happen to feel bad. Um, so that, that's the way I would approach that. And, and just know that many people really don't feel bad. It's, so it's a lot of variability in that. Sure. Absolutely. We're joined this morning by Dr. Brewer and Dr. Rodriguez from VCOM. We will uh, have our final segment in just a moment right here on Auburn Opelika this morning. Final few minutes of this hour of Auburn Opelika this morning. We're joined by our friends from VCOM, Dr. Brewer, Dr. Rodriguez. And over the break, Dr. Brewer, you were talking about hospitalizations being down pretty much across the board, especially with, uh, with folks that have received uh, both doses of the vaccine. Yes, we're just really blessed with how well these two vaccines work, the Pfizer and the Moderna. 
the data is just overwhelming now, not just in the United States but worldwide, is that if you're fully vaccinated, you're very, very, very unlikely to, to contract the infection. Uh, and if you do, these breakthrough infections that are rare but sometimes happen, they, they tend to be very mild. So once we can get our immune system uh, geared up so it's ready to fight this virus, then people do really, really well. I, I saw the, a summary of a study just this week um, uh, looking at nursing home residents that have been vaccinated in, in the last few months, and that was also just so encouraging. These are our most vulnerable. Uh, obviously, they're, they're, they're senior citizens, and yet they respond very well to the vaccine, and they're very well protected when they have the vaccine. So just additional evidence that it really works well. Now we're seeing it's been rolled out and available to children that are 12 years and older, and I'd be happy to say my, my youngest is 10 and a half, uh, once it's available to him, I, you know, I certainly plan on him having the vaccine. And so uh, things are looking really good from that standpoint. Do you expect there to, you know, as the age goes lower and lower, do, do you guys expect there to be a certain cutoff at a certain age? Right now, I don't know of a reason that would lead us to predict that that would be the case. I okay. mean, with most vaccines, typically what they do is they develop them and do the trials as they figure out, you know, when does it make the most sense to give it to a child in regards to their immune response? Because the human immune system develops a little bit more after we're born. It's not fully in place when we're born. So there's some there's some strategy that goes into when do you actually begin it. So it's, we'll have to sort all that out. But uh, so there probably will eventually be some type of, well, we'll start this at, you know, such and such an age. Sure. Time will tell on that. Right. Right. And, and Dr. Rodriguez, there's been talk about, you know, variants happening, you know, w w with COVID throughout, you know, the world. Um, I mean, how much is this vaccine going to do, you know, long term when you kind of talk about battling this thing? Yeah. So, you know, right now the, the message is, you know, vaccines work and they have been effective against these variants. And that's what that's what we want. You know, we you know, you mentioned earlier that, yeah, a lot of people have been vaccinated. I know Alabama has a little bit more work, but the idea is if we can get more people vaccinated, um, these variants will essentially not do a dent, right? They won't, the, the vaccine will still be effective. Um, you know, really, vaccines have been um, a success history, right? A successful uh, tool in our public health history, you know, so much so that, you know, the, the best example I have, you know, is smallpox. We, we have eradicated that. Right. Uh, and gosh, wouldn't it be wonderful to completely eradicate uh, COVID-19? I'm sure. You, yes. We've all That would be very nice. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So I think if we can all, as a population, you know, um, you know, work together and, and get vaccinated. We would completely do away with that, and that would be that would be wonderful. Sure, absolutely. So, um, for folks that are that are kind of on the fence, um, I mean, if, if you could just kind of tell them one thing, and it may be what you just said, um, but you know, for folks that are on the fence, and it's like, well, maybe I don't have enough time, or you know, maybe you know, I. I'm waiting. I'm just kind of waiting. And, you know, I hear a lot of people say, like, I'm just going to wait and see. I'm not anti-vaccine, but I'm just going to wait and see. What do, you, what do you say to those folks? Yeah, absolutely. You know what? I'll, I'll get very honest here. I've, uh, I've had family lost to COVID uh, last year. I had my father-in-law pass away. Um, it hasn't been a year. And so I know that 
a lot of us are privileged to to have that option and to say, you know what, uh, maybe I'll wait a couple months for the vaccine. But I guess I'll tell you, you know, there's people out there that didn't have that option. Right. And we know that people around the world, right, um, in India, in Asia, and et cetera, they don't have that option because they don't have a vaccine yet. Sure. So, you know, I think that there is a fear. We get the fear. We get the uh, anxiety. Um, but we also have to put it into perspective a little bit because I know things get hyped up. There are anxieties and fears about, well, I'm going to get in my car, right? Like you mentioned earlier, Dr. Brewer, am I going to buckle up? You know, uh, safety is important. And so this is a safety uh, uh, consideration. You know, taking the vaccine is a good thing. Absolutely. Dr. Brewer, Dr. Rodriguez, thank you so much for joining me this morning. I really appreciate it. It's great to be here. Thank you. And, of course, they are with VCOM. That does it for today's edition of the show. We will be back on Tuesday. We will run a Memorial Day special Monday morning. We'll see you Tuesday at 6 o'clock. Have a fantastic day, everyone, and get back to work.